Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Prepare at last his return. Your behavior, our Savior, Welcome to Tribulation Farce. I am your co-host, Tim Lanning, and joining me, as always, Jennifer Cheek. Hello, everyone. Here we are, continuing in our book three Nikolai deep dive. That's right. Earlier today, I was like, Tribulation Farce. We read it so you don't have to. But I was like, <laughs> no, we love it. Oh, it's so good. I don't know if I'm ready to go there. And everyone else should also read it. It's I good. I, no, I don't think I'm ready to go there, but... Can't, but? Can I can I actually bring up something that um, maybe I was going a little too hard on pilots and mm. things in general mm-hmm. in the past? Because since we recorded last, uh, a plane, um, the whole like a whole damn door flew off. Of a a plane. door exploded, <laughs> out, exploded of a plane. out of a plane. And then I watched that documentary on Netflix about Boeing and the planes um, being really fucked mm-hmm. up, and I'm like. Okay, maybe maybe Rayford really does need to go and study every single right. system in this plane, so they, that he doesn't accidentally kill everybody on board. Right? Because weren't you saying it's like, oh, the main reason why they didn't want to roll out the new fix or whatever is they didn't want to retrain. They didn't everyone, want they didn't or? want everyone to have to go uh, train. I, I wanted to say module, but that's not right. They didn't want to have to go to the like fake airplane to train. They the just big want, robot. Whatever that is called. The, the, the simulation. The gamer chair. The, they Yeah, they didn't want them to have to go to the big airplane gamer chair in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, they just wanted them to be able to like take a test and do it. And they should have done that. Should have done that. A lot of people died. Well, if we had more people like Tim LaHaye in the world. <sighs> Who cared? You know what, though? I'm kind of thinking this might be a Jerry Jenkins thing. Fair, I fair. think it might be Jerry Jenkins who's getting really horny about the That's planes. True. That's true. Um, but, yeah, maybe if more people were like, whichever one of them was obsessed with planes. <laughs> Thank you. Then, you know, maybe planes wouldn't be exploding um, hidden doors the, out the of the damn doors side. won't keep falling off. Yeah, exactly. Um, how's your week been? I, I know that I... I have a kind of fucked up throat from going to the wrestling. Yeah, you might notice this is a little late. It's because we were watching. We went to the wrestling show on mm-hmm. Saturday. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm good. It's, you know, it's it's very um, freezing. Rain is happening today. It's very yeah. dark right now. Uh, I do want to go to bed and it's 6 p.m. So, <laughs> so, so that's kind of, you know, it's January. It's yeah. cold and dark. Yeah, that's how you do it. But luckily, Nikolai is here to warm us up. Both the man and the book. Oh, and boy, does there there's some some spicy oh boy. stuff this is in crazy. these chapters. <laughs> I I think that like uh, it's been this way for a while now, but I think it's more apparent now. They figured out how to write Ray. They did They're figure still out how to write working Ray on Buck. Yeah, because Ray is consistently like 
fine. Yeah. And like, if not even funny, right? After he gets to go dad mode and not like, once he gets to like have his cake and eat it too about being a shitty male. Right. 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 He can be like, oh damn, my ego popped up and I was going to pray and apologize to God about it. But like, it's, you know, he still gets to be like, I can't believe I was like that before. And now I'm going to try it. And he can have like a measuring contest with one of my favorite characters. Uh, Leon Fortunato. Oh my god, yeah. Mr. Fortunato. Mission Fortunato. Leon Fortunato is such a fucking good name for it's a bad so guy. Stupid. It's so dumb. He literally, like, heard of uh, Edgar Allan Poe, and he heard of the cask of Amontillado one time, and I was like, like that's I'm, it. I mean, what's the first name? <laughs> Who cares? Leon. Fortunato? Hell yes. I think Fortunato is a bigger deal in the beginning of the Left Behind Kids books. Oh, really? Yeah. What's he doing? Is he, like, the ambassador for children? Or like, I don't remember. Uh, I think it's because, like, he he kind of just, like, shows up okay. in these books, right? In the main books. Right. And you know they're like, this guy fucking rocks. Can we go back and put him in there? We like, no, it. we can't. The people are clamoring, clamoring for Fortunato. <laughs> they need him. All these Fortunato heads out here. Uh, so my, I, what I think they did is probably just put him in there. Or I'm thinking of a completely different character. Which no. is always possible. But I think, like, one of the guys tries really hard to become... The valedictorian of his year, so that he can gospel a time. Wait, he's worried about being the valedictorian during the tribulation. Well, yeah. Did you not hear me finish the sentence? He wants to gospelatize. I just feel like I don't know what the school is. I guess. I guess. We'll Are you not listening? I. <laughs> he wants to, in his valedictorian speech, say good. that Jesus Christ Jesus, is Lord, and then he's gonna immediately get sniped in the head. Yeah, I think that, I think they have to go around and live in the woods or something. Oh my god! Because yeah, I don't remember if they go faster or slower, but I feel like they get in the woods pretty quick. This feels like it could be a really great like '80s '90s action movie, like made running a, away. And like Fortunato and his minions yeah. are, are, are comically fucking everything up. I They're like chasing after him in helicopters. Except for it being comical, I, I believe that would work. And I think, you know, they made that. The the Left Behind Kids movie does exist. No, really? Yeah. Have you, I thought, could have sworn I showed you the trailer. Oh, or maybe I wanted you to not watch it I so that know. you could consume it later. Sometimes things are so fucked up that I have seen them and I just have repressed them sure. like all the way down. I don't remember that, and I and I didn't read those books. Uh, but we're I mean we're gonna get there. We'll get there eventually. Yeah, I think. Um, at least, gotta at least read some of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my always goal is once we had a little more, um, once we saw the end in sight, quote unquote, right? Yeah, we had, yeah, we had yeah, yeah. Books. Uh, I wanted to uh, uh, read all of them. Yeah, and all the kids version just for Patreon. And yes. so that way, you, you know, I just had because really, there's so many more of them. There's like eighty. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say there's eighty. Well, there I might just, be thirty. I also assume that the books are like like you can probably sit there and like read them in like an hour. Oh, yeah. I've, I think I've only ever read one book in one sitting. Uh, and it's one of the Left Behind Kids books. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I just had a crazy idea, which is what if we um we we tell our nephew like. Well, what if you read one of these books? <laughs> we'll bribe him and then have him on to talk about one of the oh, books. Oh God! Because to get the get the opinion of a real life teen, all right, teen. a teen. What do you think about all this? <laughs> I think it be it could be funny. We'll sure. see. <laughs> sure, sure. Chapter five. I was like, I, I, I just kept talking, I'm waiting for you to interrupt hey. me, and you didn't do it. So. Hey. Um, yeah, so, uh, once again, I'm gonna be real with you guys, I'm, I'm playing with the format here because they keep doing the, like, flip back and forth between the two viewpoints and it's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. And I think this 
Trevor actually starts out with Buck, but we're not going to go to that first. Yeah, I mean, and yet again, I don't think it's stupid. It's just stupid if you have to make a podcast. It's stupid if you have to make a podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why were they not thinking about podcasters? And- they should have been thinking about podcasters that were making fun of their books. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, because like so many of the sections end with like, bum, 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 then you'll be over there. Like the times where I was going back and forth trying to get us like all hard and stuff like in book one. Uh, it wasn't always successful. Now I think it kind of is because it's like there are a lot of times they're like, well, I don't have anything to do. I got to go sleep. Or, I think you're getting a little too left behind. What's filled. That? I think <laughs> you're getting a little too left behind because I still found it kind of like, all right, nothing really happened in this section. Who cares? <laughs> like, How dare you? <laughs> I'm just saying. How dare you? So we'll, we'll, let's begin with Rayford. He has taken off in the plane and the second they're up in the air – you know, shit's about to go down. Wow, we are. Obviously, Rafer is once again using his handy dandy eavesdropping <laughs> button to, to, to listen in on Carpathia and his minions in the back. And they're like, it's go time. Hey, motherfucker. Drop <laughs> those nukes on San Francisco. Who wants to do some war crimes? Who wants to kill a gay ass city? <laughs> Trigger on. Yeah, they, they say the way it's read is very good, very like the eagle. Like, shall we commence trigger in? Or yeah, yeah, like yeah, extremely that. Yeah, um, it's very good, and I, I, I don't think I realized it before, but Raven has to fucking hold the button. Yeah, that is kind of like annoying. He should set up like a system. Yeah, maybe it's safer that way. I don't know. Not that it matters. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Rayford didn't know how much longer he could take being the devil's own pilot. Yeah, I just love the idea of, like, a private plane with the devil's own pilot yeah. on the side of it. Like, the way that people give, like, you know, fancy Boats. names to, to yachts. Yeah, do they do that with private planes? I, I probably, don't know. probably don't. I think that's, like, a little too uh, uh, tight-laced, unfortunately. But They should, though. Shout out if you got a private plane. Kill yourself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why do you got that? <laughs> why do you got that? <laughs> if your job, if, if you're like our uh, our best friend, um, fuck, that I already forgot his name that shows up later. Ken Ritz. Ken Ritz. If you're Ken Ritz and your job is flying That's one plane, thing. That's okay. You that's can do okay. that. That's acceptable. If you just have a private plane or have some, or if it's give, a, give us some money. <laughs> or if it's a small one, because I think. A little plane. Yeah, that's, that's a little plane. I think you can afford a small plane. <laughs> I mean, like actual little ones. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, a private jet, though. A private jet. That's different. We all agree it's different, right? That's different than a little plane. Than like a Cessna, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. I just wanted to make or sure. if you live in Alaska and you, like, have to, like, fly to yes, your house. Yes, I, um, uh, it, We should be very clear on which plane owners we want to die. And yeah. I think it's, like, if you don't fly it is pretty – Yes, pretty yes. good. If you're flying your own plane, I think that's okay. Yeah, I might even let you have one of big, big, bad, expensive ones if you're the one. I actually kind of feel like, like, if you actually fly it, all right, then. Yeah, fine. You, that's weird. I don't know where you keep it. Um, <laughs> but, like, people have boats and shit. And people have that boats. That shit's really expensive. Yeah. People like, have, like, 15 cars or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and it's like, sometimes as uh, you want to do activism and you're, like, aiming for the people that are, like, like a rung above you, like there yeah, we go. Yeah, I I took care of them. It's like some people just have two houses. It's like, but you actually need to get the people that are twenty rungs above yeah. you <laughs> because that's like the the gap between yeah. you. But um, uh, but, but regardless, if you are listening to this and you do have your own plane, I do think you should put the devils on pilot mm-hmm. on the side of it. Um, or maybe like you fly it around and, like it's one of those message planes, like when you're at the beach and it's and like it says like, devils on pilot and it says devils on pilot. Well, I think that the devils on pilot <laughs> is the pilot, not the plane. Well, then he should have a, a lapel, okay. like a, a button or a strip on his, like, 
you know, like a fancy captain yeah, jacket. This is the devil's own pilot. I, or on the back, he has a cool jacket. Yeah. Uh, I've, changed from, I've changed how this is going to look sick. now. Um, I do think it should be like a leather jacket with mm. the devil's own pilot on the yeah, back. Yeah, like, like one of them bomber jackets. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Hell cool, yeah. Hell cool. yeah, hell yeah. Um, I'm like, maybe like a sick like leather vest that says the devil's own no, pilot. No, that's only for motorcycles. And maybe it's for In, maybe it's for a, a small plane. And let's be honest, they're a little fruity. <laughs> Wait, the planes are fruity or no? The vests, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you don't think someone fruity would wear a vest that says "The Devil's Own Pilot"? <laughs> That's like the most fruity thing ever. I think. I want to wear that. <laughs> All right. If you're in the Sons of Anarchy, I'm sorry I said that. I'm sorry I said that. It gets hot out there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, Rayford's like, damn, this fucking sucks. This I hate, sucks. I hate my job. Uh, <laughs> later on, he's kind of like, damn, kind of wish I would die, actually. Yeah. Uh, which was very cool, but we're not quite there yet. I love yet. how much we all can relate to Rayford in these chapters. Like, Cause damn, he's same. like, so fucking depressed about his job. And he's like, I hate my fucking job. Lord, if you want to kill me, please. <laughs> that was literally me at my last job. Yeah. Like, man, if only I would just get hit by a city bus. That'd yeah. be so cool. And I think they do a decent job of, like, really really laying it on ray he's like god damn i'm not supposed to do this this is so hard for me also ray ray cries so much in these chapters mm-hmm. but also rocks <laughs> but i think it's important to remember the timeline i don't know how long we have been since since bruce died it's not long at it's, all it's almost I, implied it's been a day it's only yeah it, like this we are still within that day i don't know if it's the same day but i think it's it's within the week for sure. It's absolutely yeah. It does not feel like it's um outside of like thirty six hours. It really. I think it's just been a few days. So no, I I would I would never make fun of Rayford for crying only just because I feel like he kind of made fun of people being mm-hmm. all emotional before. But now who's emotional, Rayford? Exactly. When you have to listen to the the devils the devils <laughs> man be talking all the time on your plane, I guess it affects you. Yeah, thank you, Earl, for putting it in. But also, damn, that's a lot for one. It's man a heavy theory. burden. Heavy burden to be hearing the Antichrist talking and yapping his mouth all the yeah. time. Rayford does his classic where he pretends to sleep while he <laughs> eavesdrops and he hears uh Fortunato say, Potentate, we'll need replacements for Hernandez, Halliday, and your fiance, will we not? And Rayford's like, What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> and he like jumped Eddie? up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh he, they should have said Hernandez Hall- Holiday and Hattie and that's all three H's. They sh- Triple H. What's oh. up? What's up? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's very much implied that Hernandez, who I don't remember, I think he was a co-pilot he or was something. The, yeah. The one that like him and Ripper kind of had like a nice connection. Yeah. Like, they were like kind of nice to each other. Yeah. And then Holiday obviously is Earl Holiday, which when they were saying is like, I don't know who the fuck any of these people are. And then when they're like, when he's like, Earl's going to die. I was like, oh, let me rewrite, read these last three pages. Yeah, it's his boss, <laughs> the one that put in his his eavesdropping button. Yeah, and Earl was pretty sure they're they're out to get him, so it sucks that here we are, a handful of hours later, and uh, they th- seem to think he's dead. Yeah. So uh, it is funny that they allow for like one second the reader to think that Carpathia is is had had he killed, but then yeah. he immediately corrects and is like, "Please do not put Miss Durham in the same category as our late friends." The only reason I ask you to replace Hattie is that the job has passed her by, mm-hmm. and then fucking Carpathia takes a chance to dump on Hattie's clerical skills. Like yeah. basically, he was like. 
You can't think that I actually wanted her for her actual secretarial skills, right? Yeah, it's like, I wanted to hire and I wanted her. I just wanted to uh, impregnate her. I need to put my spawn in her. Ugh. Yeah, for a second I thought Leon's like, you want that I should do her? Meaning shoot her in the back of the head with his most mafia name ever. But then <laughs> yeah. Carpathia's like, no, whatever you mean, I can handle it. Like, it's Which I thought was really fine. funny. Yeah. Uh, so we, so we do find out, I guess, Hattie's not going to be the secretary anymore. She she has moved up to the mother mother of his spawn yeah. role. Um, so he's gonna get a new secretary, I suppose. Yeah, Antichrist matriarch. Yes. Uh, and Raver's like, man, I'm fucking tired of this shit. I'm I'm gonna go to my sleeping quarters in the plane and cry. Yeah, because it's basically <laughs> like, should he just sit here and trauma dump all this shit on him because he's the only one that can hear it? But also, he can't really do anything about it. And you know, unless they're gonna. Keep bombing suburbs? Like, what more can he do? So right. Like, I gotta quit this shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's gotta do pilot shit, and he does need to sleep. Yeah. Um, so, now, we'll go over to Buck, who is still trying to find Chloe. He's, mm-hmm. like, triangulating with Verna. So, Chloe, like, called the Global Weekly office. A lot of, like, phone tag, again, that doesn't really matter. Yeah. But <clears throat> Buck figures out, finally, like, okay, I kind of have a general direction of where I need to go. To look for Chloe, and he's running around outside, and he finally is able to connect with her on the car phone, but mm-hmm. she's not doing so good. Yeah, she has very much like, ah, oh, Buck, oh no, owie. Mr. Buck, I don't feel so good. And like, where the fuck are you? And like, I don't know, man, fuck. Because they're all, they vaguely know where she is, and they're like, how the fuck <sighs> did she get there? It's like, oh, she must have gone here, and gone there. I briefly Googled some of these streets <laughs> in Chicago, and I was like, wow, that's a big ass, that's a great lake right there. That's a big old lake right there. And then I kind of was like, I, I don't know where she is. Yeah. I was like, I don't fucking care. I don't um, care I was just letting this all just flow through my brain. Yeah. Um, but we, the important thing is we find out the Land Rover is like stuck in a fucking tree, mm-hmm. basically. She's like hanging like sideways in the Land Rover. And she's like, I think my ankle's broken and my shit's all messed up in here. Yeah. Jerry B saw Jurassic Park and is like, I gotta do that. <laughs> yes. It's basically the exact same thing. Is it really? Yeah. (laughs) Except for this version is kind of cooler. Uh, Well, there might be dinosaurs in that scene. But besides the dinosaurs. (laughs) If there were dinosaurs in it, I would definitely. Because I think at the end, Buck rides the car down. So I think that that is what happened. That was pretty sick. But Chloe does make it to Chloe, and because she, she like is able to turn the headlights on, so he's like, "Oh, I see you. All right, I'm yeah. gonna help." Yeah, and he saw like some busted guard ra- rails and shit like that. When she turns the headlights on, he's like, "Stop! Turn them off. I, we don't want anyone else seeing us." I'm like, "Damn, you're paranoid." Like, who do you think is gonna see you? Like, there's enough like chaos going on. Right. I don't think anyone fucking cares. Yeah. But oh, fine, whatever. <laughs> uh, I mean, he he's <laughs> been in wars. He's been in wars, and he and he is like close and personal with the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. So, like, fair enough to be paranoid, I, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I did think Buck made a funny little joke here. Yes. I thought this was funny because <laughs> he finally gets to Chloe and he says. I just have one question for you first. Is this how our married life is going to be? I'm going to buy you an expensive car and you're just going to ruin them the first day? <laughs> I think that's a pretty funny joke <laughs> to, to, to do that. That's pretty but good. But Chloe's Mark. like, haha, not, that would normally be funny, but I'm hanging sideways in yeah, a Land Rover. So can we get out, me out of here, please? I'm all busted. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bug is like nearly crushed. I feel like every time something like really crazy happens, they talked about how it almost went really bad. Yeah. And I feel like it's their way of being like, 
the God, Lord. God did that. God, God did, did that. that. Other <laughs> books are just like, well, we wouldn't have written a book about this guy if he died here. More, but like this one's like, no, God did it. No, God is always is saving yeah. the tribulation. Good force. for him. Good for him. Um, so yeah, Chloe has a broken ankle and a sprained wrist, but she's overall fine, yeah. like, considering what has happened. Yeah, because it seems like either A, the bomb exploded and, like, lifted her off. That's kind of the, the impression yeah. that I got, that it wasn't, like, her driving that caused this issue. Or B, she was getting off, the bomb happened, she didn't turn, and she's barreled off of a, a highway. Either yeah. or, both sucked, and were bomb-related. It, they were bomb-related, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't like she just panicked, because, you know. Chloe's mostly fine, and also, Bruce's documents in the back, and the, the fancy laptop, mm-hmm. and all the five cell phones are all yes. okay, too. Thank yes. God. Thank the Lord. And uh, Buck only gets away with, like, a couple scrapes. Some seem kind of bad. And then a broken rib. Not great, but, you know, oh, I hey. forgot he had a broken rib. I wasn't paying yeah. attention to him. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so now let's get back to Rayford. He's back in the cockpit now. He's had his little cry in his quarters on the plane. Um, but he's like, you know what? I'm going to take a little walk around the cabin. Because this is like they're flying from San Francisco to Baghdad. Yeah. Which is like the opposite direction you'd normally go. Yeah, I think so. To get there. So it's a pretty long flight yeah. is what they're implying. Um, <laughs> we also... Important information alert. We get confirmation in this section that Bruce has said that the Antichrist would not be indwelt by Satan until halfway through the tribulation. Mm-hmm. So that's what we, we thought before, but we do get confirmation uh, in the lore of this book. He does not currently have Satan inside of him. Yeah, yeah. I think he said that earlier, too. I'm just I'm just like reiterating yeah. it because we were kind of talking about it before. Um, Rayford, there's a series of, like, Chloe calls Rayford, and then, uh, Buck is calling Carpathia at the same time. Right. Regardless, they have, like, a connection there, and Rayford's like, okay, cool, Chloe's fine. Also, I know I can hear that (laughs) Carpathia is talking to Buck right now. So, I'll just go to my little cockpit and listen on half of the conversation between Nikolai and, uh, uh, Buck. And Through it, Rayford's point of view, oddly enough. Yes. So uh, they could have just switched to Buck, and we could have gotten the whole thing. You yeah. could have, but they're like, nah, I'm nah, not doing it. For this some one's reason. more spicy. Uh, so yeah, Buck is actually. So at first, Carpathia is like wanting Buck to come to New Babylon, mm-hmm. but it sounds like from the one side of the conversation, Buck's like, no, I need to go to Israel right now. So Carpathia's like, that's cool and fine. So we know Buck's going to go to Israel. Yeah, and he <laughs> seemed to even push back a little bit against uh, Carpathia, and Ray was like. Look at you go, boy. Damn. Damn. You've got, you've, you've got some... Uh, Cajones. Cajones. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Chapter six. So now Buck is back at Loretta's house, and this is like the place to be now. Oh, yeah. It seems so fun. Yeah. Loretta's uh, is at her own house. Chloe, Vernizzi, and Amanda. Everyone's all there, because I guess Buck went and picked Amanda up. Yeah, um, at some point. At some point. Because Amanda was already there, and the Range Rover, despite being hung in a tree for a couple hours and then falling to the ground, like in Jurassic Park, it still works. Yeah, it's like pretty much fine. And that's why Range Rovers, best cars, get one. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Range Rover. Jennifer thought a, a Hummer was a Range Rover. They're like the same. They're big, annoying vehicles mm-hmm. that can dr- drive through a swamp. Yeah, Range Rovers aren't. Weirdly that big, all things considered. This is a Land Rover. Land Rover. Yeah. I don't, are, are they really not? This sounded like a big 
ass car to me, but maybe yeah. I'm wrong. This one, maybe I'm confusing two things, but are we also in our day and age, cars are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. They're all and big and I hate them. So, if you want an SUV, fucking kill yourself. If your car has freaking LED mm-hmm. headlights, kill yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know you don't really necessarily have control over whether your yeah. headlights are hey, LED or and not. And I also know but you But I hate them. You don't really have control of the whims of society, but what you want is a van. You don't want an SUV. Yeah. You want a <laughs> well, van. Well, some SUVs are like if it's a small SUV. No, they're all bad. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not trying to say you guys can yell at Tim if you if you have a hey, dissenting opinion there. I'm I, not trying to I have no beef with an SUV. I have beef with big trucks. That's where my beef lies, so I don't care about the SUV. Well I mean, a couple of years ago I would I would have said if you have a car. So now we have a car. Now we have a car. <laughs> So, so I don't want to. Yeah, having a car is okay if I have one. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so while everyone's you know hanging out recuperating at Loretta's house, Buck is looking at all of Bruce's documents, which I thought was interesting. It's like, did we not just have a conversation that Chloe was going to do this? But Chloe, then, all beat up. Yeah, but her brain's not damaged. She's still looking stuff. She's asleep. I guess, but I, I have no idea. He literally does say, "Man, this is gonna be quite the job for me." And like they, li- they're literally. You just had a conversation about how Chloe was gonna do. Yeah, it. exactly. And she's injured in her leg and like wrist. She can definitely I, do this. It's set up strangely. It's just really weird to bring it up at all because like, they're not. That's not even what they're doing. No, because Buck just sets it up. But maybe they just didn't write the sentence cr- well I or something like that. But I don't know. Buck really goes and takes credit for the job. And meanwhile, he's making plans to leave for the right. Week, it makes week no sense. Rest of the week, uh, whatever. Whatever. Um, Buck sets up all his five fancy cell phones. Like this is something got a battery in it too. I'm like, what are you talking about right now? <laughs> like, this is about putting the batteries in the cell phone. I don't know. Like I, I, I just, I, I. It feels like this is a case of like an old guy riding technology he doesn't understand. Sometimes. I mean, this is 23 years ago. So yeah, who's to say? And these are like fancy satellite phones, so they. I assume they probably have. Yeah, maybe I got fancy battery. replaceable batteries, like Who a knows? fucking um, uh, weed whacker or something. But the most important thing is that Buck uses one of these fancy cell phones to call our favorite pilot, Ken Ritz. Oh my god, did I scream when Ken came back on? I miss so him happy, so Ken. much. Ken, can you hang around, please? We miss you. Yeah, and the fact that he showed back up makes me be like, "This is the pilot that I'm thinking of." Yay. I mean, yeah, he's not dead, so. Um, And yeah, so lucky for Buck, Ken does have his plane, and he's available. He owns a private jet, but he does it for work. But he flies it, so it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Um, He owns the means of his production. Yeah, oh, damn. Damn, that's a great way to say it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, So yeah, Ken's like, yeah, buddy, I'll fly to Israel and back. Yeah. uh, You're going to have some bad jet lag, but uh, (laughs) you're going to pay me a bajillion dollars, so okay. Yeah, like. I, yeah, it seems like he had a bigger business, but it got blown up, but they didn't really dwell on it. <laughs> like, all right, bud, I'll bring let's, you to... Let's not get into that. Yeah, <laughs> I only like, have one plane now. <laughs> I don't need to explain I got one plane, and I'm free. <laughs> Here's the price, Buck. Ken just pin rocks, because he's just like a guy that's just like, I want to make money. And yeah. he just shows up sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, also while Buck is doing all his checking in with different people, he gets a status update on Zion Ben Judah, because Haim calls him. Mm-hmm. And again, Ben Judah is alive, but things are very dangerous right now. Right. And we get a very, like, uh, spy style yes. conversation. Like, our mutual bud 
he's okay, but he has the emotion that is opposite of happy. Well, he literally, literally does like our friend who I will not name on the phone. Oh like, God. bro, this is like one oh one. Come on. One. You gotta yeah, be like Hi, have you not seen the Sopranos? The Eagle is hiding. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have some code names. Yeah. Come on. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's really worried and he kind of brings up, bring it, like talk, bringing this to Carpathia again. Buck's like, no, stop saying do not that. bring Carpathia into this. I want, I'm praying so hard that you don't do it. Which, Jesus. Which we find out later. Right. He ignores. He ignores. He does ignore it. Thank God. <laughs> which I kind of like forgot about actually until I was doing the notes and I'm like, wow, he really just like turned around and yeah. ignored what Buck said. Yeah. Just funny. Now let's go back over to Rayford. He's on the plane, uh, still flying mm-hmm. in the air. And Fortunato comes to visit and is like, hey, we're landing in Baghdad, not New Babylon. We gotta like throw everyone off their scent. Yeah. Like they're not gonna be expecting us there. And make sure that the security is a-okay in New Babylon. And part of my fear is they're just gonna kill a whole bunch of people. I mean, probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> this was a funny little scene. I like me. this scene. Uh, cause Rayford brings up to Fortunato, like, hey, uh, technically, according to international aviation rules, I should not fly for 24 <laughs> hours. And Fortunato does not like that. Uh, <laughs> and he's basically like, well, your only job is to fly this fucking plane. So yeah. you're going to be ready to fly it again in four hours. And I don't know if you realize it, but you're flying the friggin' Antichrist of the damn Earth. So I'm pretty sure the guy who makes up aviation rules, if he can wanted to, uh, we'll say we'll bend it. Bub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he gets really snippy with Rafer, and he says, I would appreciate it if you re- would refer to me as Mr. Fortunato. And Rafer's all, all snippy at him and says, That means a lot to you, does it, Leon? And then Fortunato says back, Don't push me, Steel. Then, while they're walking into the terminal together, Rafer says, As I'm the only one who can fly that plane, I would appreciate it if you would call me Captain Steel. <laughs> This like I, this did make me laugh, but it also feels extremely like some shit that like your Republican dad would be like, "That's a big god his ass, him, got yeah. him." <laughs> That's the best the best way to get someone. I mean, yeah, he he big dogged him in he such a sick him. way. Like, hey, bro, you literally said you need me. Uh, I mean, either earlier or later, he's like, "Yeah, there's so many people that can fly this plane," but like, damn, damn. But here, they're like, hey, you literally said you need me, or else. I wouldn't fly the plane. So. I do feel like generally probably not a great idea to piss off the person who's flying your plane. Yeah. Like maybe be a little, you know, deferential to the person who has your life in their hands. Yeah. And just saying that means a lot to you, does it? It's so, so harsh. <laughs> he got his ass. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, it makes him immediately be like, no, what? Like, wait, well, but yes, it does. Like This yeah. guy's full name is Leonardo Fortunato. Leonardo Fortunato. Is it Leonardo? It has to be. No, it can just be Leon. No. Leonardo Fortunato. It's, it's, it's <laughs> Boca de Beppo. Yeah, that's a Boca de Beppo right there to me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, so I guess they've gotten off the plane now. Um, and Rayford looks up to watch the news. And, oh, guess what? Carpathia's talking on the damn news again. And obviously, like, all the news is actually getting out about what's happening has, like, extreme global community spin yep. on it. Yep, yep. So, like, even though they're sad about everything, it's like, luckily, our great leader is, you yeah. know, in control, has a handle on things, and is getting those ne'er-do-wells dealt with. 
Yeah, so as, as Rayford's watching the news about all the, the newest uh, deaths that have happened, uh, he starts to feel guilty again about not saving, not being able to save people in right. general. Because he knew that San Francisco was going to get bombed. Right, But he right. couldn't save those people. Yeah, because like when one of the pilots got off, maybe it was even Hernandez himself, he's like, God, I can't fucking say anything. Yeah, you know? yeah. And he feels, he feels very guilty about that. And like, even more, he feels very guilty about Earl Halliday. Cause that was like his boss and like, he, he was like friendly with him. Yeah. And he also knows that's not really his fault for Holiday Cause it's like, oh, you know, he was working with Nikolai for a while. Right. And yeah. And he was just, any, any pilot would have died based on the sort of the, the, the tangled web that was set up. Cause again, like the plan was, it seems for Earl to die. On Global Community One, when mm-hmm. it was bombed by mm-hmm. the terrorists, um, and I guess they must have figured out. Yeah, he was clearly alive at whatever point when Earl found him. He was like, "You fucking fuck!" But mm-hmm. Earl was like, "God damn, uh, things are a little weird." Tell my wife that I love her or something like that. If right, I die, right? So he knew things were rough early earlier on, um, and and like he even says, like, I don't know how he died, but. It, I still feel guilty about it. Now, the thing that I don't understand in this section is that Rayford is thinking to himself about, like, letting Earl's wife know, and he thinks, however, there would be no way Mrs. Halliday would know or understand anything except that it appeared Rayford had led his old friend and boss directly to his death. Now, why would she think that? Why would Uh, she think that's on Rayford? Yeah. Other than just like a bomb went off or something, like what? Right, I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I think it's just like the classic in grief. You're not necessarily uh, thinking straight, so it's like you had him go do this, and he died during that. But yeah, okay. But I'll, okay, well, this is where my brain gets to be maybe a little too logical because it's like, well, bro, you're just writing her a letter. Like she's not like is she gonna what send you like a mean letter back? Like you're not gonna have to deal with it. Like you don't have to tell her in person. She's not gonna like scream at you and, like, beat you with her fist. Like, just send that little letter off and uh, don't send a return address. She can't get back to you. She can call him. He can ignore it. (laughs) He should start trading his call. I'm just saying there's, like, he doesn't have to deal with this if he doesn't want to. Okay. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Like. Sure, sure. sure, It's it's not like he has to go to her house and, like, tell her in person. He's just, like, writing a letter to her and be like, you did. Damn. (laughs) Sorry sorry about it, but. You're you're crazy. (laughs) the immediate like effect of it is all i'm saying <laughs> um raise an impact yeah yeah he's not crying all the damn time so actually speaking of he also thinks <laughs> he knew he could cry 24 hours a day from now until the end of the tribulation he basically is like i don't have any more tears at this yeah. point i've already cried all my tears out. yeah and it's like man this is gonna fucking suck man and that's I when cry every day yeah it's like this it's bad now but it's gonna get even worse and well you know lord if you want to take me home baby girl like <laughs> hey maybe super painless like i'm just sitting there and all of a sudden nothing that'd be so sick but i guess i gotta be here <laughs> Yeah, I mean, again, this does kind of get to where it's like, well, I was going to say, well, why don't you just, why don't you just kill yourself after you get saved? But I guess the whole thing is they're trying to save other people. So yeah. They, so they got to stick around. And he doesn't want to leave everyone else behind. Yeah, so too. he's 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 cursed to stay on this wretched earth until the Lord takes him via, I don't know, bomb or 
you know, plague mm-hmm. or I, I, what, maybe big bug, a big, a, too big of a bug. Carpathia like throws some papers at him too hard. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Now let's go over to Buck is on his way to the airport. Amanda is driving him there. And Chloe's like, I want to ride along. And at first Buck's like, oh, like, are you really feeling up to that? And she's like, mm, I want to go because I might not ever see you again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not the best way for me to heal my ankle, but what if you explode? Yeah. Uh, and, and Buck is at first like, well, that's kind of like maudlin, isn't it? And, and I loved Amanda's response. She like, was like, Buck, you cater to her feelings now. I had to kiss my husband goodbye in front of the Antichrist. <laughs> you think that gives me confidence about whether I'll see him again? I had to kiss my husband goodbye in front of the Antichrist. I had to kiss my husband goodbye in front of the Antichrist. <laughs> Just like, there are so many hilarious sentences in here. Yeah. Purely because the the word Antichrist is, is in it. Is there. Like, and can we also just say, Buck, shut the fuck up. Like, my dude sprinted through yeah. blown-up Chicago what do you mean maudlin? How is it too maudlin? Yeah, like where you're in the fucking tribulation, and the red horseman is all over the fucking he, place. He is galloping He's across galloping. the planet. He's going back and you're forth. You're not worried. You're not going to see Chloe again, bitch. That's Come not on. maudlin, you dumb dumb. Yeah, that's dumb, just dumb logical, bitch. man. Buck, I'm gonna kill you. Buck, if you don't get better, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna freaking throw you into the 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 lake, Buck, the, the big one, lake in Chicago. <laughs> the one character that I know doesn't die. <laughs> from my memory. Well, you might die at the very, 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 very end. But God, I hope so. The book is the, <laughs> the wall falling on top of him as Jesus returns. I do want to read his death. <laughs> I want him to die. <laughs> he's, shoot, he's shooting again. I think it's funnier if you know that. <laughs> in the Buck story is he's on the walls of like Jerusalem. With like an AK forty seven. Oh my god! Fighting. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. Okay. I mean, well. these books rock. <laughs> yeah, they 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 do rock in their own way for sure. So as they're driving to the airport, because the Land Rover has like a TV, in it, they're watching mm-hmm. the news, watching slash listening to the news in in the car. They were luckily pointing out Buck couldn't see it. Yeah, he, he's just listening. Um. And Carpathia is explaining to everyone, like, okay, like, we're putting together this huge relief fund to, like, help everyone uh, affected by the bombings and everything. And he makes this, like, little aside that I thought was interesting. Um, Local efforts to rebuild and care for the displaced will likely be thwarted by opportunists and looters. Yeah. <laughs> Because that is such a, like, a right-wing talking point that I thought it's, that was kind of interesting. That yeah. They still had him saying. There's a lot of weirdness of, like, mm-hmm. who do you have saying this? Yes. And, like, what do you mean yes. by that? <laughs> yes. Because it's, like, it's so clear that they their politics is being pushed here because there's so much yes. of, like, this – um, goal. The goal here is to bring. This is a horrible idea that makes Republicans want to shit their pants. Is we're going to bring the the standard of living and equal it out. Oh, Meaning, yeah. third world countries will now be brought up, right? And, and they, you know they hate you that. Know they hate That's that. the most evil thing they can think of. Is that their worst nightmare? Right. And Carpathia sort of gets around the whole like obvious argument that the Republican would make is like, well, if you bring them up, you got to bring us down. Well, America was part of the. Uh, insurrection and love America is destroyed. And then he, he has deeper plans, but there's, this is like so right wing conspiracy filled. Extremely. That, you know, yeah, the way you said it just kind of feels like it's going back and forth. Like, yes, the, 
Carpathia would say this because he has hypnotist powers and he's the <laughs> Antichrist. So, like, the way that he kind of seeds this public address, like, hey, man, we're going to do it, but you know some motherfuckers are going to get in the way. And then, like, later in this chapter, he kind of explains, like, what we expect to happen. And it's, like, really, really fucked up. But, like, it's probably the worst thing Carpathia has ever said. I think, and I was like, I can't get behind you on this one, brother. <laughs> Sorry. Where you're going, I cannot follow. I cannot follow you right here. Although, oh, God, yeah, 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 it's crazy. It, it, the, like, as this, it's really funny, like, this little chunk of two chapters, the first chapter was, like, tiny, like, really short. And the second chapter just, like, revs up towards yeah. the end, like, with, like, insane shit. Like, even if they're the exact some same number of words... Like, the shit that happens in this chapter is crazy. Um, but, yeah, I did, I did want to just, like, flag as far as, like, weird, like, conspiracy theory, like, mm-hmm. right-wing, like, reactionary thought processes. We have the Antichrist who is trying to, like, amass this large relief fund and rebuild things. And I and I have seen a lot of right-wingers are, like, very distrustful of, like, government aid and relief because mm-hmm. they're always, like... They're gonna, they're setting up the FEMA camps and they're gonna use it as an excuse to like make it a, a killing camp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, so it's just like, but it's very confused. Cause again, it's like he, the looting conversation, like I wouldn't think that someone who's like doing, if they have like the like faux leftist, you know, doing the like setting things up for government relief, like they right. wouldn't also bring up the looting. So I thought that was a little bit mixed and weird. Yeah. Uh, because that's like a very right wing thing to bring up looting. I don't know. It, it, no, I think you're right. I like, think it's not very coherent. Yeah. Like the viewpoint. I don't think they, they just know they're just like trying to make him see, sound evil. Yeah. <laughs> for, for reasons. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cause I think like they, they sort of explain it later. But even then, it's still a little confusing, so we can touch on it when we get there. The whole next part, pretty much, is just Rayford eavesdropping again. Yeah. Um, and, and I do think, like, I, I, I'm i loving the eavesdropping mechanism. Yes. Um, thank you, Earl. Sorry you, you Earl. died. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, R.I.P., buddy. We, I don't, honestly don't think we'd have much of a book without him, you know? <sighs> so true. Can I just say, though, like, again, this is where, like, the, the like, evangelical logic of, like, being saved starts to, like, really, like, break down for me. Because, mm. like... Theoretically. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Earl did this thing that is going to enable so many people to be saved yeah. because Rayford is part of the tribulation force and blah, 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 blah. But if he didn't say the words, then it's like, well... Too bad, Earl Holiday. You like allowed all these people to get yeah. saved, but you personally going to hell. Yeah, I mean, burning for eternity. Well, 
You you sound very Catholic right now. <laughs> I'm just saying it's fucked up. Well, I mean, he didn't do it for. But that still, reason, though, like, I th- but it, I think it's messed up because he did do a good thing. Yeah. Well, I think we get in the the. It's like a reverse the good place. If you've seen the program, yeah. Basically, the <laughs> they eventually get to the point where it's like everything's so complicated that no one's good anymore because everything we do is tinged bad. with bad, which is true. Uh, which is why, like, I don't really mean you should kill yourself if you have an SUV. <laughs> Right. This time. Um, but, you know, that's a reverse version of it. It's like, well, yeah. I guess if you, whatever, if you hit a kid and uh, who's riding his bike and he turned out that was a bad kid, that was going to be a real bad kid. It's like, I actually got, got to heaven because of that because he, he was going to be Hitler too. Yeah, I thought I was going to go to hell for killing a kid. Opposite. <laughs> Opposite. But uh, it, we don't know. You know, the Lord works in mysterious ways and yeah. the heart is the most important thing. And, you know, maybe Earl did it just to be messy. And that's not nice. <sighs> Like the the ends the ends don't justify the means all the time. Justin. He just wanted the tea. That's why he did. Yeah, it. Exactly. He just wanted the gossip. And- now I, I think we agree. We have literally no idea why Earl did this. No, it makes zero sense. Can I give a predi- thank you? Can I give a prediction though? Sure. I think that at the end of the books, when I'm assuming they're gonna like show us what heaven looks like and Rayford showing up there. I think Earl Holiday's gonna Earl's gonna be I like, think he'll I have got, I think he'll have gotten saved at the last second. And yeah, okay. then he, it got to him. And that's what and Rayford's gonna like be crying in heaven, mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, my boss, I did I did get you saved. I didn't kill you. Yeah, my two I got two wives now. I got two wives now. It's super sick. You wanna come hang out in my mansion. <laughs> I got a really big mansion big one. for my two wives. Yeah, I got two wives. Well, we each have a I don't understand it. Uh, I'm a man, so I get a mansion. Ooh, they don't. Well, but see, yeah, Amanda has a, a mansion. A man oh Amanda her ex husband was Christian also, right? So they're gonna have to share yeah. that. They're gonna have to share that house. Because she's a reverse ring. They're gonna be in a swinger situation oh, God. in heaven. I don't know how it, I don't know how it's supposed to work otherwise. This is why they can't actually go to heaven yeah. in these books, is they don't want to get into that. Like now wait a second, well, who's married? So they don't they won't go to heaven. Because there's a, and I think the books cover this, by the way. There is the heavens on earth. Yeah, because it's, a, the it's a thousand years of heaven on earth. Right. And then at some point they merge. And I forget, I don't know if it's like everyone in heaven comes back to earth or everyone on earth, every, in the universe, everything's just good. I don't really remember. But my understanding is, yeah, they touch on that. They, they, <clears> they might, they might do a little yada, yada, yada. I think there's a, <laughs> right uh, yeah, the I think, logistics of it I think it would be, Quite boring if it was a thousand years of just hanging out with my main man, Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly. That's why it sounds bad. If there's like a left behind wiki for like, there'd be like a Rafer page, a Buck page, and there most likely is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is a wiki. Because yeah. he has to be there, right? Because he comes back at the end of the seven years, right? I think so, yeah. Because in their version, Jesus di- didn't come back to cause the rapture, which is what I always believed. But then it started to get more complicated. It's like, oh, Jesus... Comes back halfway and he like gets killed and he takes, <laughs> He's like, I'm, not, I'm not ready yet. And he I takes all the back. Christians back, or that's enough to be called coming back and he takes them all away. Regardless, uh, the book did not really point out a lot of Jesus stuff. Um, yeah. That being said, I can't wait to meet my favorite character, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. So yeah, so so Car- uh, Carpathia and his minions are having a meeting on the big fancy plane. Uh, so Rayford's like, hell yeah, time to do my favorite <laughs> thing, which is eavesdropping. Yeah, and the, I thought this was fun because he's not supposed to be on the plane now. So he part of the reason why he was uh, 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 pushing back against Leonardo Fortunato uh, <laughs> was because he's like, well, I still need to twist the bells and whisk, kick the tires of this yeah. new plane because I. 
you know, it's brand new, baby. So I'll be there. And it's like, just stay out of my way. He's like, I guess, I guess I'll do that. And, <laughs> it, and it is funny because they like see Rafer on the plane and they're like, mm, let's go to the back. And Rafer goes and like, boop, 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 yeah. to go to the cockpit and like locks the door. And I'm sure they're like, all right, now he can't hear Double. us. And he's like, you idiot. Idiot. I've got my <laughs> magic button and I can hear everything you're click, saying. Click. Uh, they start the meeting and one of the, Carpathia's minions is like, Mr. Carpathia, sir, uh, R- Rosenzweig is calling you about Ben, ben Judah. Uh, Hater. Yeah, he, so which we now know, Rosenzweig did not listen <laughs> to Buck's request. Um, but to, to Rosenzweig at this point, he still is like, Nikolai Carpathia is basically Jesus. Right. And I, and he's powerful and I want to help my friend. Yeah. But we, but we hear Carpathia's side of it and he's basically like, mm, just keep blowing him off. Yeah, uh, that guy's a dumb dumb. Yeah, like I don't fucking care about that guy. Yeah. If anything, we should pay the zealots to, to do a better job. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because yeah. he hates, he hates Ben Judah for obvious reasons. And I wonder if there's not so obvious reasons. Like, does he ever, like, if you does he ever look in the mirror like, why do I hate this guy so much? Hmm. Mm, probably not. Um, I, I like how the, like, the way that Carpathia is going to kind of, like, string, um, Rosenzweig along is that he'll be like stalling him and then in the end he's going to say I've chosen to remain neutral on the subject. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Which is like that that is real. That's how yeah. this shit does you're, work. You're remaining neutral between the guy who has a different religious belief against the guys that want to shoot him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and Carpathia gets into it a little bit. He's like, yeah, I don't fucking care about Ben Judah because he is dangerous to our cause because he wants to fill his countrymen's minds with this blather about the Messiah having mm. already returned. Yuck. <laughs> and then, Tim, can you read this little quote from sure. Carpathia? <laughs> which is also extremely a quote with a very much a viewpoint <laughs> yeah. happening. How anyone can still insist on taking the Bible literally and interpreting its prophecies in that light is beyond me. But tens of thousands of converts and devotees have sprung up in Israel and around the world due to his preaching. People will believe anything, and when they do, they are dangerous. Ben Judah's time is short, and I will not stand in the way of his demise. So first of all, let's talk about the fact that out of the Antichrist's mouth, they have him saying, Oh, anyone can still insist on taking the Bible literally and interpret his prophecies and that lies beyond me. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're obviously, so because it's the Antichrist saying it, you're, the reader is just to be like, well, he's foolish and wrong. Right, cause <laughs> it's the same sentence everyone else says of like, how could I have not taken this right, truthfully? Right. But he's the Antichrist, so he says, well, it's dumb if you do. And, and I just think it's funny because like, honestly, like not taking the Bible literally and not like literally interpreting these prophecies is like a pretty mainstream Christian like approach yeah. to things, and he's putting that in the mouth of the Antichrist. Yeah, it's 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 weird because, but I don't think it yeah. is weird. I think that's extremely in line with evangelical thought. Like they think it is like evil to not read the Bible literally, and that's yeah. like worldly. And that's like the you know you're you're going down the path, right? Right. To, to unbelief. But theoretically, there's a, still a chunk of Christians that don't believe the Bible is a hundred percent literal, uh, and they would be like, oh, okay. Well, that's what I'm saying though. Like they're basically like 
two evangelicals, like like liberal, like left wing, like Christians, they're like, you're not even a Christian. Yeah, like, definitely. Because you don't view the Bible the same way that I do. Right. And the other thing I wanted to bring up in, in this little section, I just, I think that the way that Carpathia talks is so funny. <laughs> um, I was literally just doing like, a, I'm doing like a training, like a course right now on writing for work. And, uh, the, the big thing in, that I was learning today is like, cutting down your your words and not mm-hmm. using like big long words just to sound fancy yeah. and i feel like that's like all they do with, with carpathia is sure. have him like using big words just because yeah and i'm like you sound like a fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i but i feel like they're doing that intentionally because i think they're trying to make him seem like pretentious and like weird yeah yeah definitely the intellectual the the weird way that he talks and the even to the, a lesser extent but still kind of in that same vein is the way that he doesn't use contractions. It's like, it's almost it's like to, they're making him out to be like foreign. And yeah. I don't mean like from another country necessarily, but like weird. Yeah. Kind of alien, not yes. from another country, but, but, from, but like from another. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Another plane sure. of existence. Um, so after Carpathia is like, all right, yeah, I don't fucking care about Ben Judah. I hope he fucking dies. <laughs> He's like, now let's get to business about how to make money. Yeah. This is a, a fun little uh, peek behind the curtain. And, you know, I think we have four different Carpathia voices. You have the Carpathia and sort of like complete public. You have Carpathia like on the news. Uh-huh. You have uh, – or like Carpathia with, with around normal people in person. You have people, Carpathia in the news. You have Carpathia. Um, Carpathia around his, and that kind of includes like his own people. Right. And, uh, then you have the fourth version, which is maybe even a fifth if he kind of breaks some of these up more, which is when he goes Antichrist mode. Right. Yes. Yes. He switches on the Antichrist right. button. Because like the way that he talks here is a little bit different than the way he was talking before, but it's still similar enough. But it's so blatant about how they are. Uh, doing bad things and yes. like before, very we were, matter of fact, about right? It. And before at the end of the last book, they were still kind of doing this, but they were talking in code and you know still using yes. the like uh, uh illusion that they were doing the right thing a little bit. Uh, but here, this is like the second to last ver- evil version. Before later, we get Antichrist, where he's like, "All right, here's what we're gonna fucking do. Mm-hmm. H- you know, here's how it's good that people are dying <clears throat> and things like that." So I thought it was like kind of interesting just to see like because you know I thought about it when they brought it up last book of like how does he talk to them and make it seem like yes we have to blow up all of London that's the right thing yeah and we like we said he doesn't really have to because he can um, brainwash them but I think it's interesting here that they do delineate between yes Antichrist brainwashing yes. and the other stuff it's like a distinct like tone and voice that he does yeah, yeah. when he goes into brainwashment. And, ex- and, you know, obviously these people have been brainwashed before, so he doesn't have to always do it. But that kind of makes it more interesting that later in this chapter he does go to brainwash mode because yeah. he's like, here's more deep stuff. So it's it's really weird. It's really weird. It's a uh, good choice. Great books. I'm workshopping something. Mm. Uh, should we call it going NC Ultra mode? Nikolai Carpathia Ultra. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, so right now he's still in just, like, normal, not, like, hypnotic uh, Carpathia. Right, mode. he's behind closed doors, Carpathia. Yeah. So, yeah, so he starts talking about the plan, like, okay, 
we've got like a lot of problems going on in the world. A lot of bombs have happened. We, we need to raise money so that we can, you know, rebuild and right. like help everybody. And before, you know, the most evil thing you can possibly think of. <laughs> right. And I was like, how are they going to make this seem shitty? Cause you know, when he did the address, he's like, it's going to be the biggest relief fund ever. And now that we're having closed doors, like taxes. You, oh, that's the most evil thing. The most evil thing. Doing taxes. Um, yeah. And, the, and specifically he says, we will need much more to affect our plan of raising the level of the third world countries so that the entire globe is on equal footing. Right. Again. Worst thing. Literally, from the mouth of the Antichrist, everyone being equal is bad. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, we hate this. Christians, we're against this. Yes. We don't want the whole world to be on equal footing. Correct. Like, are you, do you hear yourself? Do you hear yourself? Do you hear yourself? You sound like a, a fucking, like, evil like megalomaniac. Yeah, you sound like the Antichrist right now. <laughs> you sure. sound like the fucking Antichrist right now. <laughs> oh, and oh my god! And then this next part, I was I was losing it when I got to this. You all have been doing a wonderful job of moving to the one world currency. We are close to a cashless society, which should only help the global community administration. Hell yeah! I don't know that I had specifically heard of moving to a cashless society as being like. Part of the one world, Mm -hmm. like, evil, which is – and I think that's extra funny in the world now where a bunch of these right-wing people have gotten super into crypto. Right. And, like, NFTs and shit. Well, yeah, it's true because, like, you know, shout out to the gold freaks. At least that sort of makes sense. Right. At least, like, a physical thing Right. But, like, I mean, that's why – that's how the justification is – that the mark of the beast is going to work because you don't have cash. You right, have right, right, right. The debit card, the, the chips. Yeah. You're going to need the chip. So like even outside stuff. of this book, that was kind of like the vibe. And that's like the vibe of, you know, many people who will show up to jury duty or will uh, come and fix your toilet or will fly or, your plane. They or think, they're driving beside you on the highway. Yeah, they are. They think the vaccine was a step in this direction. They think that it's literally like implanting it's, chips into you. Right. But yeah, I just think it's really funny that, like, these, like, conspiracy theory beliefs are not always, like, super coherent and they kind of shift over time. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just interesting that when this was written, it was like, cashless society, that's so evil. Yeah. And, like, now I don't really, like, I feel like that same group, there's a significant overlap with the the crypto people. Because they've lived in a world where it makes sense. Carrying cash sucks. Like it does suck. Yeah, they're like, okay, we don't like doing that. Actually, it sucks. yeah, yeah. Now that we, I can like tap my my watch at the yeah. grocery store, I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. Actually, yeah, yeah. So, so they've so they've moved away from being afraid of that. Maybe I think some people still are, but again, I think that's more they they think of it as in the vaccines. I, yeah, I think the cashless is less of a specific thing and more. It's, they're moving it's on to more fear of chips in your body. Yeah, it's more. It's more <laughs> a fear of like a large government entity controlling all that stuff. Do you remember? I, I like. I feel like I remember very clearly seeing a chick tract that was talking about like the tribulation and shit, and the idea being that you would have a barcode on your forehead, yeah, <laughs> like tattooed on your forehead. I mean, because the mark of the beast, right? Right, and and, and I think like it, that made everything less interesting because they're like, well, how are you going to buy stuff if you don't have a barcode? It's like, bitch, this you should have waited 20 years. Like though the amount of time and the amount of technology that's progressed, it's got to be a QR code. Cause you can make those silly. The, yeah. Oh my God. A QR code on your forehead. Yeah, we, 
Yeah, yeah. I think some uh, sex workers have QR codes that – tattoos that, I mean, that literally shit. work. They'll go to like their OnlyFans and shit. <laughs> that's kind of awesome. Actually. I haven't tested it, but I saw a picture and I was like, I bet huh. that's what that is. Uh, and it made me laugh. I so. mean, no, that that rocks actually. Mm-hmm. But that's like – again, you're owning the means of your own production so in that situation. So, so that's true. your own choice. Going well, to I, the- I think that's a good point. I would get the Mark of the Beast because that sounds better. Yeah. Right? Like I don't have to bring my my – Watch in. I don't have to bring my phone. It's way more in. convenient. I don't have to bring my fucking no. Beep boop. Yeah. Easy. Mark of the beast done. Beep boop. We take the mark of the beast. And that's what <laughs> like all the grocery stores and coffee shops and stuff. Have they have that. to say it. Yeah. There's just like a sign on the front. We take the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in addition to just like going to cashless society, blah blah blah, Carpegia starts to explain his other plans for making more money. And number one, he's gonna. Make a ten cent tax on all electronic money transfers. Right. So that's like, hey, I need to, I need to buy this candy bar at the gas station. It's like, well, ten cent tax, bitch. We got to add ten cents to that. I'm like, God damn it, the antichrist. But this isn't. This is Carpathia. I, I have some notes on this mm. because, like, then you could just be like, I'm just gonna buy five hundred things at once and only pay ten cents. I think it should be a percentage. I think that's how he's gonna get it passed through. It's only ten cents. Hmm. Well, he's doing a lot more egregious stuff than oh, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because in addition to Tencent tax on electronic money transfers, um, he – guys, I hope you didn't think that the insurrectionists, you know, Egypt, Great Britain, them. and North America, we're going to get a- away with this. Right. Um, because they're going to be punished. Yeah. So, like, he's like, yeah, there's not enough um, – Taxes just from this, so all of you are gonna have to start taxing your people more. And they like grumble, grumble, grumble. It's like, hey, shut the fuck up. Um, so those other three had to pay way more. They, Egypt, Great Britain, and North America, from their sections of the ten, had to pay a fifty percent tax on their GNP. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's another one that's like, this is like truly the scare tactic to like right wingers in America that are like, you, we can't do healthcare and like social services here. Do you want, do you want your taxes to be 50%? Right. It's like, and well, they're already like a lot. They're, um, and like, I don't get anything for it's it. 36 so. and I could die any moment. Yeah. Uh, and everyone else is just gonna be 30%. So it's really only a 20% punishment, but still 50% is a lot. It's a lot of money. And, uh, you're well into your gross national product? Yeah, especially when you're in your biggest city slash cities are rubble. Well, that's not gonna be good. Yeah. So that's happening. And then another bullet point on the Carpathia money plan. This one was weird. This one's weird. This one's weird. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Carpathia is going to appropriate Alaska's oil fields. Mm-hmm. And he makes a little comment about years ago it was capped off to satisfy environmentalists. Wouldn't, you, right. wouldn't he be on the environmentalist side? Like That's why it's all over the place. It doesn't, yeah, no it's idea. just like really not coherent. Yeah. I mean, it's part it's of like that. They wanted to make a dig at environmentalists, but they like didn't realize it's like, wait, but I'm having the Antichrist say that. So it's making it seem like the environmentalists are good. Yeah. And. I don't think, you know, 20 years ago, uh, right-wing people were very pro-environmentalism. Yeah, no, they so were absolutely like, – that's what I was like, like. They want to make a dig, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're trying to be like, damn, I'm environmentalist, not letting me get oil. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like, what are you saying? Um, <laughs> and yeah, and Carpathia keeps talking to, like – 
we're going to get all this money and we're going to set up our utopian society based on peace and brotherhood. And then he brings up like giving block grants to the kingdoms too. And I'm like, that must've been like a talk, like a political talking point yeah. in the nineties. Like block grants must've been evil <laughs> for some reason. Well, because like, they're kind of pushing back on like, well, what, 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 it's like, Hey guys, you'll get this, you'll get that. And it's, you know, it's just him kind of vaguely saying of all the benefits you will get. I just thought it was, like, such a specific, like, why are you bringing out block grants? Like, that's so, like, because a block grant is just, like, the government giving to, like, a downstream, like, you know, municipal government, like, here's a chunk of money to help with a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, wow. I don't know. I just am curious. Well, like, yeah. I mean, he actually kind of touches on that because it's going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, if I give you all this money, then everyone's going to be like... Uh, wait, are we beholden to them? And he's like, yeah, but no, you'll, you'll, you'll have to convince them and yeah. yada, yada, yada. Um, I just thought it was very specific and I wondered if, if it was just like a weird little political, like, talking point at the time to be like, block grants, they're, mm-hmm. they're bad, the government's gonna control us. And so they had to like slip that in there. Yeah, maybe. So after going on about the block grants, <laughs> Carpavia goes super, like, right wing mm-hmm. about the press. Tim, can you please read this? Sure. While we may have been criticized for threatening freedom of speech or freedom of the press, I believe the world can see that those unchecked freedoms led to excesses that stifled the ability and creativity of any leader. While they may once have been necessary to keep evil dictators from taking over, when there's nothing to criticize, such oppositional editorialists are anachronistic. That sentence specifically right there is the one that I was like, you sound like a fool. Like, you're just saying big words. Like, you could have... I could... I, I can rewrite Such this oppositional story. editorialists are anachronistic. Like, anachron, like, is that even the word you mean? Like, what do you mean? Anachronistic means it's, like, not, like, appropriate to the time. Like, yeah. So I guess he's saying we don't We've need moved that past anymore. It. We've yeah. moved beyond the need for, this. for, for, for a so, free press. Yeah, free press is so old-fashioned. But I think quaint. it's, but, but, you know, I, I, I feel dumb even, like, bringing this up because it's just, like, so obvious, but it's, like, the right wing wants there to not be a free press. They want there to be one voice. Like, right. and they want it to be like, no, we want everything to be Fox News or right, whatever. Right, I just right. think it's so funny that the projection that happens yeah. in this. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like how you're saying how it's just jumping back and forth between, well, I mean, he's, he is like a fascist dictator. So he does have to do certain things that right. are super, like obviously, uh, uh, restricting freedoms. And, uh, the, the, in our country, at least, uh, it's like the party of freedom is also against all that shit. So it's like, they're right. going to have a Venn diagram a little bit. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't think they're thinking that deeply about it, right? It's not like, oh, well, wait, the Antichrist and I both agree on something? Like, no, it's not that deep. Right. Like, well, I think it's less, like, it's less that it's, well, I do think they're like, it's not that deep, but also it's like, they don't feel the need to be consistent. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't care if they're a hypocrite. Well, yeah, cause it's like, something. there's like the vibe of a truly free press has like, I don't know, like what they even would think, but the fact that this is all government sort of, like, control, that's obviously bad. Right. So, like, that's why, like, they, these people think they're, like, PBS is evil, NPR is <laughs> exactly, evil. It's like, exactly. that is not, that's not, those are not the problems. The problem are the news organizations that are run by huge corporations with lots of money. Right. But that that doesn't fit in with their viewpoint. So, so it gets swept under <laughs> the rug. It doesn't work. So while Rayford is listening to all this evil stuff, <laughs> 
he feels a tingle go up his spine and like feels more more of a presence of evil than even right. before to the extent that he's like somebody looking at me what the like, hell? he like gets up and looks out the little peephole in the no cockpit there, and I'm like okay God. no one's there um and when he starts listening again Carpathia's talking in an even different tone yeah. like a creepy like calm the, it, he said like monotone even yeah. like quiet voice he's do- he's doing in C Ultra. Yeah. He's in C Ultra in them. Um, and he, he says a little speech. This same control that we now have over all media, we also need over industry and commerce. Within the next few months, we shall all announce unanimously decisions allowing us to control business, education, healthcare, and even the way your individual kingdoms choose their leaders. The fact is, Democracy and voting will be suspended. They're inefficient and not in the best interest of the people. Well, first let's talk about the, what he's saying here, and then we'll go to what happens. Um, again, like, they've got to bring all these, like, political, like, hot points in. Like, yeah. we're going to control business and education and health care. Like, and, and this is, like, the whole, like, having universal health care to this kind of person is, like, fascist and evil. Yeah. It's like, well, I think that no! Was, I think that is part of, the, like, their justification for some of their uh, restrictions on basic necessities is because the vibe of, like, if you make government bigger, bad, but then it's, like, deeper and, like, whatever. It's like, well, what if government is bad? Which could happen, you know. Many it happens all the time. Uh, it's, it's our. It's it is. It's currently happening. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, well, well within their framework. Right, right, what right, if, right. like, we have a truly like uh, dictate, yeah. like right. whatever, like a coup or something like that? If all that shit is already under their purview, right? Then it's bad. It's, it's like a small little thing that we thought about with like, oh, if you know, we expand the uh, Supreme Court. Well, that just means a Republican has the opportunity. Right. Like, I don't know if that's not necessarily inherently an uh, airtight defense of yeah. anything, but you know, it's it's that vibe. That, that of, is like, the argument even, that people have. Yeah, yeah. At the time when we had uh, Obama, it's like, well, we have Obama now, but what if we have someone else later? And and that's part of the logic here, but it's also not thought that deeply because it's uh, all their opinions is this weird uh, gumbo omelet of just like barf. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's just again, it's just like really interesting how they they try to connect certain ideas with the Antichrist and with evil and like everything bad yeah so it's like having some sort of like universal like education healthcare that is bad and you don't want that yeah so they're doing their like political statements along with it's all like very intertwined together mm-hmm. um so after carpathia does this whole speech there's like a kind of creepy long pause and everyone's like it's my shit working <laughs> like what's going on and then Fortunato starts to bring up all these ideas like they were his own. And that's exactly what happened when Buck, when, when the, the freaking, um, hypnotizing happened with the shooting right. back at the end of book one. Yeah. It's like Carpathia said things and there's a pause and then people were like, this happened. I yeah. am saying this for the first yeah, time. Yeah. Cause he's basically like, Hey, we're going to do all these very strict things that's going to make the head global community uh, a leader, leadership, uh, apparatus, incredibly powerful. And yeah, I will be the one hit going over your books, yada, yada, yada. But he also like says, but it, you will think it's your idea. Yeah. And so that's what like the next event is, is he breaks the spell 
in they go through. For like oh, hours. Here's my idea. Yeah. Here's my idea. And like Rayford's like, some of them even said the exact same thing of like, which is kind of interesting of like each of them being on the same page as, oh, we should, you know, get uh, block grants from you so you have a better oversight. Oh, we should get block grants from you as oversight. I think we should get rid of democracy. What do you guys <laughs> what think? What do you guys think? Yeah, that sounds and great. It's like, I, why does he need to make them think it was their idea uh, if he can just hypnotize them? And that's what I love about Carpathia. He, he has that little f- flair. Just love the game. Yeah, he just wants. To, he just loves hypnotizing. People. He wants people to be happy about whatever the fuck's doing. He doesn't have to do that. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's just doing that. That's just for him. That's just for him and for them because they think it's their idea, right? And then they're and well, they, yeah, because if this is partially their idea, they're gonna like be more. Yeah, you know, like and my idea. He's I gonna. Do it. I'm guaranteed he's gonna throw. Maybe every single one of these people under a bus at some point. He's just gonna keep throwing them under the bus and like getting new guys yeah. in. Like if they like do anything like even mildly like annoying to yeah. him, uh, and then he'll just like brainwash everyone and be yeah. like, "No, it's the same guy." And they'll fall <laughs> on their so- they'll fall on their sword a little bit better and be like, "Yeah, I did think that. I did bring that up." Fuck. So uh, the, the whole meeting continues for several hours, and then Carpathia makes his final address to the group, which again Rayford is eavesdropping on. And he says, and this is about the, like, talking about just how bad things are right now. That yeah. Everything in the world is, like, all fucked up and they're going to have to rebuild and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so, like, taxes and fun and stuff like this. But, hey, things are going to get pretty rough. Yeah. But he says, in one way, there's a positive side to this. Due to the incredible cost of rebuilding, the fewer people we must feed and whose standard of living we must raise, the more quickly and economically we can do this. <laughs> With proper legislation regarding abortion, assisted suicide, and the reduction of expensive care for the defective and handicapped, we should be able to get a handle on worldwide population control. Now that's another right-wing like... The the lefties are trying to do population control via abortion and assisted suicide. Yeah. And because this is literally when the whole like healthcare, like Obamacare shit was going, this is what they were like, they're, they're gonna do death panels and, right. and they're gonna kill people. And I'm like, no, that's what you're doing by not having healthcare. You're doing the thing that you're saying. Ah, it makes me feel so insane. Yeah, and it's it's also like on each side of it, of like he wants to make everything better and uh, uh, provide assisted suicide. I don't know if assisted suicide is better. I, I don't know. Abortion's good, but then he's like, "Oh, then we'll stop caring for de- the defective and hand- handicapped." So they have to, yeah, they have to throw in something truly evil, and that's not really a critique. He is the antichrist. But they loop. But I think that 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 like evangelical Christians lump all those things in together. Mm-hmm. They see. Abortion as just as evil yeah. as you know not taking care of people who are disabled. Like they see it the same as this, they, like, there is like a large contingent of people who are like super super against assisted suicide. Which that's a whole very complicated conversation. And like sometimes assisted suicide is like maybe if you have better health care, if someone would want to right. do this. So that's a whole complicated conversation. But the, all of these issues are lumped in together yeah. in conversation. Like I just because I remember it. From the like healthcare debate times, yeah. like the, and I mean that was later, but the, the same conversation has been happening for yeah, like, years. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's 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 stupid to say it. Like, I just don't think my man Nikolai would say this. It's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it just makes does not make sense. Like, they 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 don't have like a real actual sense of like what it, it's not coherent because like they are uh, what's the word I'm looking for. 
They have an evil boogeyman in their head. And yeah. They're like, I'm just going to make the evil boogeyman say everything yeah. I don't like. They're so it doesn't always make sense because yeah. that person's not real. <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess it's like, yeah, he has to be evil, so he has to do things that we all agree are evil, and it kind of breaks out. But I I guess there's part of me that thinks for at least the first half of the tribulation, Nikolai does kind of have, in his own fucked up way, the best interest of people's, you know, at heart. That's not true, obviously, because right. he kills them. But he has but a facade of that. Exactly. And it's like the fact that he wouldn't provide health care. I mean, like maybe he's like kind of think of it like Thanos style, where it's just like, well, there's not enough resources. So, yeah. like, yeah, we just got to bomb some people yeah. and then we're going to make it better. Like, Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think the, the answer is he's just the Antichrist. He's just the Antichrist. Yeah, he weirdly enough does not care about humans. Yeah. So, um, um, and I don't really know what the, his goal would be. Like, if you have... Right, like, what's he even trying to do right now? Yeah. In his mind, other than just be in charge. Because, he, cause like, he wants to save a little bit of money by all these people dying, and he thinks that's good. But there's a small part of it, too, is, like, this is literally him setting up, him being both the Antichrist and the book writers, uh, setting up the next horseman. Yes. Of, like, because he is, that's kind of why he said it during the address, of, like, yes, there will be looting and yada, 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 and he kind of, like, says it more specifically, of, like, they'll be looting, it's not going to be as efficient as we'd like. And there's going to be famine and disease because of all this shit's not going to go as well as we yeah. think it's going to go. So, yeah, so very weird. But also, I guess, you know, our honeymoon period with Carpathia is over. I still love him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Rayford hears all this and, and just closes the chapter up with him like, man, I got to pray. This is some bad shit. This is bad. Lord, please help me. Yeah. <laughs> And, and like I, I said, really got to stick around for this. Yeah. This sucks. <laughs> and like I said, this is uh, the worst we've seen Nikolai. So it's obvious. Yeah, he's definitely, he's ramping up the evil, which I'm loving, mm. uh, personally. Wow, he's a bad guy, and yet you root for him? <sighs> yeah. I, I think there's just a part of me that was just hoping he would keep on doing things that Republicans hated. Like, we will give better uh, well, uh, uh, healthcare to handicapped folks and shit like that. We but. will respect people's pronouns. Exactly. Like, no. Yeah, I think <laughs> later in the future, there's like a whole bunch of like strip. It's like dumb. It's like strip clubs and like fortune telling. Oh shit. my god! See again, this where it's just like this is this is like the view of what is evil from someone who has like never lived outside of their hometown. Right. right. <laughs> like, and like, like I, you don't know what anything is. Right. Like I said before, in the video game, I tried to play as a joke. I kept dying because I got too close to rock and roll music. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so, yeah. So, this one was a heavy couple of chapters. Yeah. All. Especially the second one was very, like, hey, let me remind you what our worldview is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm – I'm uh, the more that I like Ray, the more I'm allowing – each bit of my hate from Ray gets kind of – put through a grinder mm. and it allows Nikolai to be a little more evil and I'm not on his side anymore. I'm not taking the okay. hate and turning into more hate. I'm just like, come on, man. Come on, man. Come stop on, man. That. Don't say, stop that. You could have done all this other evil shit and one world government shit. You didn't need to say this part. Come on now. He should have been like, yeah, like, like we're gonna open up a strip club on every corner mm-hmm. and like, I, I don't know. What a, what a, a we would give everyone happy pills and they get addicted to them and then they'd have to, Take the pills and yeah, uh, yeah. rely on us, and we'll tr- tax those and yada yada yada. And we're gonna make weed legal. Yeah. The, the, the devil's lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> it's great chapters. Excited for the next ones. Very much so. This is only the beginning of the book. 
Well, we're but we've already gotten like a pretty good chunk into mm. these. These chapters are a little longer, yeah, um, than the last one. I think we're not quite halfway done, but getting close. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I think we're at least a solid third of the way through wow. the book, which is crazy. Hell yeah! Yeah, this one has less chapters than the previous gotcha. one. Um, so yeah, well, well, you know, things are. I do feel like there's a lot more action for for sure. This one's definitely better than the last. They're book. blowing up so many things. They're blowing up so many cities I'm, and airports. I'm really curious how, what they're going to do once they s- stop running from explosions. And like, I'm pretty sure the next little bit with Ben Judas fucking crazy, if I remember it correctly. Oh, so, and what are the what are the witnesses doing? We haven't heard from them in a while. Well, I think we did. Wait, what do you mean? Because. They're like, can we get our buddies to help them? Uh, I think that's who they mean. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. But I, mean, During, I miss hearing them, I need them talk their weird Bible talk. I need them, I need them to use the phone, which please. I think is funny. Oh my God, yes, please. <laughs> like, I need oh, to hear how they went through renting a stadium. I don't care if we made these exact same jokes. I want it to happen. Let please. me see it. Explicitly, please. Yeah. So... Anyway, thanks thanks for joining us. Thank again. you so much. You're so um, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, sorry we were a little late. You know, it happens. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? The, the damn we were hanging out with friends. I'm sorry. The damn Antichrist got in the way. The damn Antichrist did it. Yeah, we'll just blame it on him when mm-hmm. anything goes wrong. Old Scratch. <laughs> Old Scratch is, I think, like probably the number one like ter- like name for the devil. Yeah. Old Scratch is so good. I always always heard that in like Old Scratch at it again. Old Scratch at it again. So it's like that's a little playful, isn't it? Yeah, let's uh let's play let's say forever late again for an episode like we'll scratch at it again. I'll get again. <laughs> Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at TribFarsePod or email us at TribulationFarce at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tim Lanning. You follow Jennifer at Jennifer Cheek online and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you again so much. Tell a friend about the show, especially if you are also an ex-Vangelical or you're like one of those cool Christians that can make fun of how stupid Christianity is. <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Cool guys. But until next time. Like a thief in the night, we are gone. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.